Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Nerdgasm Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to SpacesPhilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, both sides, turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit SpacesPhilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. Oh, yeah, that music makes me feel good. Welcome back to the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast. I am taking over this week. I am your host, Mr. Annie and the anime hero, Swag on Zero. Back in the passenger seat. It's all right, because, you know, I, I didn't need you choking over your words today, because, you know, dude, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to go over, and we got a lot of people here. So, you know, I just... I, I still just, choke. I, say what? I still choke. I still choke. No, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> My episode routine. I gotta, I gotta get one out. Well, you know, we got, we got, we got lots of stuff to cover today because uh, we wanted to go see Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it the best Captain Marvel movie this year? We'll, no, we'll find oh, out. Well, I, I don't know what y'all want to go see because Captain Marvel don't come out for another two weeks. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, so <laughs> I was you know, at my watch just, just in case. Just saying, but you know what? Now, I know y'all heard at the beginning of the podcast how we already talked about go check out Spaces Philly. You already hear on the new, uh, the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast how I pay the bills. Well, we got something special for you guys today. Not only do we pay the bills, not only do we want y'all to go listen to Spaces Philly, we got Spaces Philly in the building today. The first time ever Spaces Phillies here on the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, my main man, my man Mark. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's up? You gave me a, an amazing introduction. I don't even think I deserve all that, like, tag on. Oh, Shit, no, I man. Like <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, because I, I never heard. <laughs> that was that was more than what I was going to say. Spaces this... here. Uh, <laughs> say what's up. No, man. What's up, though? Exactly, man. You know, I, I, I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to have you in the building. I'm glad to have you a part of this. Me and uh, Swag on Zero, we was on the Market Dark show uh, a while ago talking about uh, what, what movie came out that we was talking about. Infinity War. Infinity yeah. War. Talk about the Infin- Infinity War. So you know what? We almost a whole year later talking about yeah. Captain Marvel about to go in the Endgame. So this is a whole turnaround. You know what? It's, it's, it's crazy how things have, have come full circle. It like, does. you know, the Mark and Dark show's on hiatus right now, and, and, you know, your podcast is really blazing the way for spaces right now. It's, bro, look, we helping each other out. So, see, black people forever, man. That's how we do it. We're supposed to be helping each other out. So, it's, it's a beautiful thing. But you know what? I ain't forget everybody, because my man over here who does the music for the channel, the man, the myth, the reality... Q Flow Flow the Rookie is here with us. What's going on, Q? What's going on, everybody? We are all here. We oh, are- thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where we are. <laughs> <laughs> We've arrived. We, man, look, we had 
We have a ride, and guess what? We got a lot of things to talk about before we get to the end game. And that is that this little road bump that just came up in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe called Captain Marvel. Now, y'all know me. I'm biased because they ain't but one Captain Marvel on this planet, in my opinion. But you know what? I got to let Marvel have its due, right? So, we get the new Captain Marvel movie starring Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. Now, the first couple trailers did not get you excited for the movie. But you know what? I think we all came in here to see the movie for one reason. How is it going to tie in the endgame? Or just to see the backstory so when she does come up in the endgame, we're not lost. Mm-hmm, correct. So, I mean, <clears throat> I'm a completionist. I got to see all of it. So, I you, mean, it could have it, it starred a, a superpower smurf. I still would have saw it. You, maybe. If it was a snork, I probably wouldn't have. But a smurf, maybe. If it was Howard the Duck, would you? Not at all. I mean, I gotta see them all, man. There's something about Harold the Duck that I need to see. I, I that's probably one of the movies I about this. You know what? I'll catch you when it come on Blu-ray. But you know what? I had to go see this. So we all went out last night. All all four of us you here on the microphone different times, but we all went out to a screening of Captain Marvel. So before we get to the this is now before we get into this, this is a spoiler full discussion. If you guys want to hear my spoiler, my non-spoiler review, you guys should check that out on YouTube. It is uploaded with a non-spoiler review, but this is going to be full, off-the-wall spoilers. And the things I said in that video, I will address in this whole non-spoiler, uh, this whole spoiler podcast. So, real quick, I just want to go around just to give me your initial thoughts, and then we're going to go down the list I have here of the different, you know, different things that we liked about the movie, didn't like, and uh, what it failed at, and what it succeeded at. So, I'm going to start with you, co-host Swag on Zero. Overall, your thoughts of Captain Marvel, just, just, just real quick as we go around. Man, this was boring. I did not enjoy my time at the movies with this. I was so bored throughout this movie. Now, I'm going to give it the, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I may need a second watch. Because in my head, I'm like, Endgame is after this. That's all I really want. Mm-hmm. But if this was placed like at Phase 2, like right after Guardians, I don't know if I would feel the same. But as of right now, this gets like a D. Mm. Wow. Okay, so you know what? I'm going to go over to Spaces Philly himself. Mark, my man, how did you feel about this? Uh, my initial reaction when I left the movie theater was uh, was I wasn't overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I was just kind of at the middle point. Just whelmed. Yeah, it kind of, it, it kind of felt like it kind of felt like an amped up Phase One movie, in a way. Like I know that y'all don't really particularly like Thor: The Dark World, but that's what it felt like to me. But I guess the more popular opinion would be it felt more like maybe like the first Captain America. Okay. Uh, Q Flow Flow the rookie. How did you feel initial reactions? Um, initial reactions. I don't see the threat because everybody like 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 you know me. I'm I'm always on the interwebs and I see you know the inside stories or whatever. The mm. people who had the early screenings were saying, "Oh man, Thanos better look out, look out for what?" Because I don't see it. I'm not convinced. And uh, Thanos don't gotta take his jersey off the rafter. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. I'll, you know, I agree with all of you, and I'm not going to even, I'm not even going to st- steer the ship in a different direction. The thing is, I felt very underwhelmed by the movie. 
and I felt it was very incomplete, and it, it was trying to do things. It was trying to do things to give us fan service, to try to, to connect all the dots, and to be a feminist movie without focusing on being a good movie, which I think that is where it fell at. So I still give it a hashtag, give it a chance, because it, I, I still had some enjoyable elements to it. It doesn't feel... I think the placement is way off because we we literally a month away from Endgame. This need a couple months to breathe, and I don't think it got that time. So now, since we all went out of pace, I'm gonna go down to the opinion here. Uh, let, let's start off with you know obviously the main character, Captain Marvel, as Brie Larson. Did, did, now this is gonna be open discussion. I, I'm not gonna go. Just jump in when y'all feel free. How did y'all feel about Brie Larson as Captain uh-huh. Marvel? I love Brie Larson. I agree. Uh, the trailer did her no justice. In the trailer, she seemed very bland and a one-dimensional character. However, I like her charisma in this movie. After watching the movie, I really liked her charisma. You know what? Yeah. I'm still trying to find it. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm about what to say. Talking. I'm still trying to find it. <laughs> what you talking about? Um, she was she was okay. Uh. First, it was like, like first, like she was very cocky for somebody with no memory, right? Like, yeah, I, uh, that's I'm what like, I got from the trailer. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I'm not impressed. Like, and again, like, like even, even like, I mean, her, she, okay, the actress did fine. She did, she did fine. I don't like, like I was listening to your uh, spoiler-free review. I don't know who I would have replaced her with. She did fine. But Carol Danvers, ah, nah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Yo, keeping it a hundred, I'm not a big fan of Carol Danvers in the comics. Like as me neither, me neither. He's not. No, I'm lying. He's uh, not my age. Did, I liked her in Civil War too, but that's it. Uh, I hate her in Civil War too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, don't I, like that, <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that, bro. She got on my nerves in that one. I'll say this though, I think. When I first saw Brie Larson in the suit and everything, um, I didn't think she would come off physically. Like, she just didn't. I didn't think. She just looked very small. But in a movie, I wasn't mad at it. I think this movie suffered from bad directors. I I, I think it did suffer from bad director and a bad writer. You know, because the writer was the director. Oh, oh, see, okay, because, yeah, that's. I, I think the writing was just off in this movie also so like I said Brie Larson maybe with a better script but the, the way that she was written in this movie just felt almost hollow to me yeah in, in, certain, in certain things and I mean did did she have like that kind of charisma uh you know I guess snapping back at Samuel Jackson or doing that kind of thing maybe but I didn't look at it as charisma I just looked at it as you know Trying to be cocky, like kind of like how Q, how Q was saying, but for somebody who yeah. just who just came on the earth, don't know where you're at or don't remember where you're at, it see you know, it seems like you know you're kind of running things already. And I'm kind of like, uh, don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. Like you you don't have control over your powers, but but you 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 very arrogant. Like I don't get it. See, I like the arrogant stuff though because it's like that was who she was forever. Like, even when she was a kid, they was like, yo, you're not supposed to go fast. And she ran off the tracks. Like, she's always been a reckless individual, and I kind of dig that. 
And I agree with you. I mean, is, that or, or, being, is that being arrogant or like just determined to complete her goal? I, I, mean, I mean, I think it's both. Yeah, because that's the that's the common trope in Marvel movies. Most of our characters start off arrogant and they try to do a redemption arc. Where I feel like this movie didn't do that for this character. But but even with the arrogance, is saying they did a terrible job illustrating that arrogance. I'm, oh I'm, yeah. So that, yeah, this job is they they did not direct this very well. Like, it, oh, if this was in the hands of Patty Jenkins, I think it would have been a much better movie. I, I think so too because they, they tried to do that. They tried to do a fish out of water story, and all these kind of things didn't, you know, transpire kind of well. And then so of course, when I, I see Captain Marvel, and I to go back on what Q Flow was saying, uh, was I don't see the threat. I I, I I'm not gonna say I don't see the threat. Honestly, I see too much of a save here. My, my thing is, what is she going to do that Thor can't do? No, no, but see, here's the thing. She's being pretty powerful, She dog. is ridiculously... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, uh, let's say this. She's ridiculously overpowered. However, that's my that's my issue. To, to, I'm not asking what, she, what, what can she do that Thor can't. I'm asking myself, well, what the hell are the Avengers here for? You know what it is? She's Superman, and I don't think the MCU has had anyone on a Superman caliber who is, like, Superman. Like, we've had, right. like, we got Thor, but he's but cool. he's still, yeah. He's still, still. kind of, like, regular. Uh-huh. Right. Like, and that's she, what I felt. She, 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 she took on, and we're getting into spoilers, she took on, like, a whole armada with nothing. Like, she was having a good time. It, with it, her just discovered powers. Yeah, exactly. She went, she, she, she went Super Saiyan. So the way the movie told me was, I she she can go to Thanos, zap him, it's over. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself because as I was watching, I'm like, wow, she is ridiculously OP. So if that's the case, what are the other Avengers here for? I still think. I mean, I don't think people know. I don't think I don't know if people know what Thanos is really holding on to. I don't know how he is in the MCU, but regardless of that Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos is still a problem. Yeah, he is still a problem. But now since that Gauntlet has been zapped, I mean, he still got the stones, obviously. But that that is like almost kind of like a one-on-one battle. They already showed that the Avengers can't keep up with Thanos. Period. Even if you come at them with a gang of Avengers, no matter what powers they have. They can't stand up to Thanos, period. So it seems like she's the only one that can stand up to him. So I'm kind of curious how they do, how they how they're going to do that. I would say power level wise, she could do toe to toe, but intelligence wise, Thanos is going to outsmart him. Because if you really like, if we looked at the movie, we saw Doctor Strange like kind of overpower him, but Thanos mm-hmm. snapped right back. Yeah, but it, it, you say intelligence wise, she had the intelligence to to wire a phone. To get a signal from space, so the but she girl, also had trouble using the keyboard. So there's like a weird drift in intelligence in this. No, movie. no, no. Because see, we looking at that now as 2019 using the keyboard. People, I used to use a keyboard like that back in '95. I'm gonna say, you, wow. <laughs> wow, Nobody had like I'm saying like like speed type wasn't a thing back then. So that that was dumb illustrating we in the '90s. Yeah. Which actually is going to bring me to my next thing is okay, so we get a '90s nostalgic thing uh, here where they just really 
throw the 90s in and do, do, do y'all think that it worked or you think it was too much or too little did you want to see more i mean i thought some of the things was funny like the uh her crashing the blockbuster look at the old vhs tapes mm-hmm. and then um also uh what was it her uh the whole thing with the, the uh, dial-up anybody who had a computer back in the mm-hmm. mid-90s know about that dial-up yeah, computer, or, I was about to say when they was uploading the joint in the, and the yeah, with a floppy disk, slow as hell. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the as a period piece, it did bring some jokes here and there. Like I did like the um, computer one when the data was going, and they were waiting. Like, well, it's loading. Uh, I did like that. However, other than having an origin and an origin for Nick Fury as well. I didn't feel like this had to be a period piece. I agree with you, dog. Like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what they're doing with Carol Danvers because the math is like twenty eight, twenty nine years later. I think it is what from ninety five to now, right? And she aged like she Fox's X Men. Yeah, she didn't age at all. Like, I don't know what they're. I thought she was going to be trapped somewhere or like Captain America, like like frozen in some type of dimension X or something, but. She was just kicking it on the far side of the galaxy. Yeah, I thought she was going to be stuck in the Tesseract. Well, I mean, because she got those powers, that doesn't alter, like, her... In the comics, no. She's regular. Oh. The OG Marvel, my man died of cancer. Yeah, on top of that, which is also... Now, once again... I, I don't know how big everybody is on Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel in the comic books, but a lot of things were changed in this movie than it was in the comic books where I, I said in my non-spoiler review, I said there were things that made people upset. And one of them is being, they changed Mar- uh, Marvel uh, Marvel into a woman. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. see that coming. And I don't then, that coming. You, you were I, mad about that. I thought Jude Law was Marvel. Yeah, I did too. And then when they did, they, they switched it up. I was just like, uh, oh, oh, okay. And it kind of, it was like the ancient one, but they didn't want to say it. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I got you. Because of the twist. You know the wild thing about Marvel? Um, with Marvel, he is one. Him and Uncle Ben are one of the few people who have died in Marvel comics. And has never been resurrected. Like the thing is in Marvel Comics, you can never resurrect Marvel because when he died, like Thanos was there to like walk him into like death. Like everyone respected Marvel. He was truly like Superman of the Marvel Comics. Mm hmm. Yeah, so I. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, I honestly, I, I, I didn't. Because, I, 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 like I said, I didn't read too much of Captain Marvel, but yeah, uh, that, is a, that is a good fact to know. And with them, with them changing it, like I, I didn't have a big problem with the change. It just came out of nowhere. My, my thing though was, wow, they really changed the scrolls to good guys. That um, yep, that was uh I, yeah. I got to me. This was trying to pull a Captain America Winter Soldier, but failed. In which way? Because, you mean? Because that twist in Captain America when the soldier had us all like, whoa, we like it changed the Marvel universe going down. It changed what happened in Shield. It impacted a lot. Whereas this movie it was just like, oh okay, that's it. I didn't feel the impact. 
Well, you, you know, is, I, is I feel it, like this is misdirection. Right. I, I, I feel it in my heart. And so, you know, I think the next big Marvel setup since the Infinity Wars is going to be done is going to be the Secret Invasion. But you can't yeah, do Secret Invasion without those scrolls, right? Yeah, but like, just think, all right, so it's just politics. Like, 20, 28 years is a long time. Just because they was good in the 90s don't mean they're going to be good in the 2000s. Who knows who's really a scroll? Like, the Secret Invasion had everyone wilding because when it all went down, one person died, and that person turned into a scroll, and he was, on, he was like, he was an Avenger. And they were like, oh, snap, an Avenger is a scroll. Who else is scrolls? And they kind of created this whole thing of, like, we've been secretly invaded. Now, that would be a good concept of a story, but I don't know. Did they shoot themselves in the foot here? I mean, because cause right now, now, did I mind uh, um, Metalston as, as the lead scroll? I thought he was hilarious. Did he actually made yeah. me actually care he about the bothered. scrolls. Yeah, he was, he was good. Yeah, but, uh, but when I was seeing it, I was like, this is not the scrolls I remember from the comic books at all. So, right. Yeah. So I was saying, what's happening? I was like, okay, so maybe I'm like they'll turn on them at the end, but no, having the Creed be the ones that are the bad guys, because you know, you know, the winners write history or, or or tell the story. I'm like, oh, so we really gone with this? Okay. Called it like in the like for way before it even happened. He's like, yeah, that dude's evil. Like, we, he's just talking. He's like, yeah, that guy's evil. I had a feeling Drew Law was going to be like. A it just sucks how predictable that was because I, right. I really, I really like had no clue. I thought it was just going to be creepers and scrolls, but mm-hmm. my brother, I, my brother was like, yeah, nah, he's the bad guy. Right. I figured that because I'm trying to think like for this movie, you have to have an equal level to really describe who Captain Marvel is, and a scroll is not going to do that. No. Uh... Not necessarily, but I'm, I'm going to go to this next point because you. I heard you bring up uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, which made me think of this, which actually kind of upset me. So, one of the good things in the movie that I actually enjoyed was Samuel Jackson, young Nick Fury. He works in almost every movie he does. Uh, wasn't, but, it, wasn't it great to see a Nick Fury that was happy? Exactly. With, with both uh is that eyes playing with cats or was it a flark knock? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what no that well, know what that thing was, but here's here's but wait a minute, you mean to tell me that cat which everybody was like stole the show, I'm like, in which ways? But I'm just like, but you know, I, I didn't I didn't feel that whole, you know, uh the cat still on the show type thing. But so the cat is the reason he has no eye, according to this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. when Nick Fury says in Captain America Winter Soldier, the last time I trusted the guy, I lost an eye, you mean to tell me the last person he trusted the day was as a cat? And that's what, Yo, that's what messed I was, the eye up? I was thinking about this a lot, right? Because a lot of this movie had me Googling a lot of things, just staying up late, just pacing in corners, wondering what's really going on with this movie. Yes, thank you. And the one thing I thought of was like, all right, it kind of makes sense because when he first saw the cat eat the Tesseract, we got to talk about the Tesseract also. Yeah. I got serious questions about that. Um, he turned the cat around and he said, I'm trusting you not to eat me. So the yeah. last person he trusted was the yeah. cat because when he came back, he, was, he wasn't he was no longer 
Fury, he was Nick Fury, and he was starting the Avengers because his eyes was open to the bigger world. Okay. I mean, that's now, the only thing that makes sense to me. See, the part, like, someone called this when the trailer dropped. It said, What if the cat took Nick Fury's eye out? And I was like, I feel like they may shoehorn that in. And they did, and I was just upset. I just knew it was something wrong with the cat. I'm, I'm just watching the cat, like, when it was, uh, when they flew the plane and all that. I'm just like, I'm like, this cat is way too animated. It's something wrong with it. Yo, First for a all, second, I yeah. thought the cat was Marvel. I'm, I'm, just, I'm like, I'm like, that would have been something different. Or something. I'm like, it's something wrong with the cat. And my brother just like, well, you know, that's the cat from Men in Black. No, man, there's something wrong with that cat. That cat is not normal. So oh, my cat haven't been on my lap since. So, it's a, so, uh, so the thing is, so obviously we see that this this cat alien thing swallows and hide the tesseract. So they get the tesseract. It's it's um with the Creed, correct? It was in uh, Marvel's. Yeah, um, it was in Marvel's. Oh, okay. lab. It was in her yeah. lab. So did Howard Stark give Marvel the Tesseract? Yo, this is where it makes yeah. no sense. Okay, because because no, I, I looked it up, it makes no sense. Because see, now I'm like, okay, I hope y'all not trying to retcon this whole universe y'all started. Because if I correct me if I'm wrong, we have the Tesseract. Was you know, Red Skull found that back in the first Captain America movie? Correct. Mm-hmm. And then after you know they, they fight for it, it burned through the plane. It crashed to see with Captain America. They found it there. Howard Stark found that Tesseract there. Now, of course, we jump all the years, and Nick Fury is saying to Captain America in Avengers that uh, you know they found a Tesseract. I, I'm trying to think of how did it get from. Howard Stark to Marvel. Uh, Shield season seven. <laughs> that's, that's, honestly, that's probably what they're gonna have to pull. Because that's honestly, uh, uh, probably what they're gonna unless have to pull. she was on Earth posing as that doctor that she was, mm-hmm. and he gave it to her, or she probably t- revealed to herself who she truly was, and then he gave it to her and said, well, it'll be more protected with you up in your lab in space, maybe? We still don't have, like, the only uh, for sure, like, thing, like, like clear cut. Have, it, yeah. Yeah, it's not. That's like thing I can think of. So it's like, all right, so I guess Red Skull found it in, in like, in the first Captain America. It, mm. it got frozen with Captain America uh, when he went under. Yeah. Howard Stark supposedly brought it back and gave it to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I'm thinking the only thing that makes sense is that Marvel, when she was working on her hyperdrive, she must have got it from Shield, and because that thing went kaput, and no one else knew how to like really do anything with it, maybe that makes sense. I don't know, but it doesn't. It's not a very clear logic. It, it's not a clear logic at all because I'm saying because so because Nick Fury and Coulson, the young version, they are still part of a young Shield, correct? Right. Yeah, yep. I think so, yeah. So yeah. he's not the director just of yet, but he obviously right. has some type of authority, which, they, once again, they, they didn't explain what Nick Fury's authority was in S.H.I.E.L.D. at that time. So we, we really don't know. So you sit there thinking, like, okay, well, how did... It, it, it's still a lot of questions, because people may say you're thinking too much into this, but if you're going to build a universe and you're going to have make us watch all these movies in a row and you're going to have all these kind of clues in there, you got to expect people are going to go and try to figure out what the hell is going on. I agree with you 100%. 
You can't have 11 years of history um, and not have anyone look into the first cosmic cube thingy, the first stone to come up was the Tesseract. Exactly, because all this movie was trying to do was connect the dots of how this got here, how this got here, how this happened, how this happened. I'm like, well, so if you're going to connect the dots like that, you're telling us to go look at the research of the whole story of the cinematic universe. And then this one, I'm like, this this kind of makes no sense of what's... It's kind of like I was watching Jeremy John's review on this movie, and he said it kind of felt like writers who have never... Watch the MCU wrote this movie. You know what it that feels like? It feels like when Marvel tried to shove the Inhumans down our throat. Like, I feel yeah, like they're God. trying to make... God. 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 I feel like they're God. trying to make Captain Marvel... Um, they're, they're trying to say that she's been here since the beginning. They're making her the first Avenger in a way, and they're making her say that she was involved with the first stone, which was the Tesseract, making her... She, like, this predates... Captain America First Avenger. Like, they should have been called Captain Marvel OG Avenger. It, it should have been, but when this happened in 1989, a Cap's thing happened in World War Two. it's like, how could she be the first Avenger? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it don't... Howard Stark's playing the whole Captain America super soldier uh, thing. He was the first superhero. In a way. So, them trying to make it seem like she... You know, it's, it's kind of like they're trying to build all this around her and make her the centerpiece, especially leaning forward, which I don't know how I feel about it just yet. Uh, to be honest with you, so but it, it, it makes me ask myself a lot of questions. And another thing that bothered me in the movie, first of all, I'm going to say this right now. I have no problem, not one problem whatsoever with female empowerment. I don't. Nope. I'm all I'm for, I am all for female empowerment. I'm all for femininity. I'm all for all of it. I'll go out there and march with you. I have no problem. Women deserve women deserve a voice of all the shit they have been through as well. However, they beat that agenda over the head way too many times in this movie. They had no nuance at all. That 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 scene in the end where like she keeps falling down and getting back up was a Nike commercial. Like a commercial for like a ladies Nike like a, apparel. That person. was a Nike ladies commercial right oh, there. That felt like a car commercial <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, to me. It, it was just like okay, we get it. We saw it on the trailers. We saw it. Was, it, it, yeah, it was just like we get it. And, and don't get me wrong, they Marvel was the one that said that this is a feminist movie. Brie Larson said this was a feminist movie. This is a feminine agenda but even with her and her best friend Walker talk about so we gonna we gotta go out here and show these boys how it's done or we gotta go out here and then uh, talk about something you know they don't let the they don't let the women fly with the men I'm just like okay look we get it and I'm all for sending a message kind of like how Black Panther sent the message but it was subtle they didn't do that here and they tried to force the norm because they wanted to do Wonder Woman better than Wonder Woman, but in my personal opinion, DC did it better. Wonder Woman, when it comes to, you know, the woman empowerment, and she didn't have to say all the shit Captain Marvel said. She just went and kicked ass. He was like, that's a bad woman right there. Yeah. Don't fuck with her. 
And then when they showed the unfairness between women and men, you could just tell by the way they was treating her when she when they was in that little conference meeting and she was in there trying to talk. And Chris Pine was trying to get her, Steve Trevor was trying to get her out. You know, that kind of subtle stuff right there will just illustrate a whole meaning for you opposed to what they were trying to do here. And right. it, it, it kind of felt a lot of force. Even with the guy on the motorcycle, when, uh, when she was reading the map, he was like, hey, you need to smile, little toots. I'm like, damn, if I just put insert black man right here, he's saying the N-word. I'm just saying. Right. Not like, with um, Wonder Woman, it, it did, like, show and not tell. Yeah, they, like they played it, they directed it to show you that this world, like this is a feminist movie, and this world is, you know, sexist. And you, you know Captain what? Marvel, I, it didn't show that. I want to say that was a hundred percent Patty Jenkins in that because if you saw how the Amazons were portrayed in the Justice League, where Scott Snyder basically put them in just underwear and um and sports bras, like. It was just that it was that level of nuance, and again, I feel like Captain Marvel suffered from not having a good writer director duo. Like they just didn't do a good job. Yeah, I I agree. And like I said, once again, with them not having that good writer, there was a thing that I said also in my non spoiler review that I said there was something that I just didn't feel, right. and that was her friendship with uh, I forgot what her with, friends' name uh, was. What was I name? forgot her name too? Maria. Yeah, Maria. I felt nothing. Rambo, yeah. Marie in Rambo. That, yeah, I, I felt nothing in that friendship at all. And you know, the thing is, I wanted to because... You know... I'm listening to you. I, she, her friendship... She had a better friendship with the daughter. No, I, I can't... But that's the thing. When the daughter came and she was excited to see her and her friend was, you know, was crying about all the pain. It's been six years and we thought you were dead and next thing you know, you just come back here and I, I get it. You know, there was no sense of she is like if she keeps seeing this woman and the visions in her dreams, she's not acting like it. She doesn't look confused. She doesn't look puzzled. She doesn't ask questions. And then she sees this little girl who obviously means the world to her. And she's showing her all these pictures. And I'm just like, there is no reaction. There is just no subtle acting that makes that makes you feel for this character and, and once again they never explained the friendship that well in flashbacks or anything for me for, for me to think that these people are close my wife when she saw it she was like i thought it was a gay couple <laughs> oh. seriously the way they was acting and holding it like if you just show pictures like that you i never would have guessed best friend and then when she left at the end i was like i felt nothing Oh, when the only thing I can say to that, to your point, is as someone who was in the military, mm. like those relationships develop kind of weird and kind of fast because you're in like a weird circumstance. So me being someone who's like who's been there before, like that relationship felt pretty realistic in a way. I would have to agree with you because, like I said, my dad was in the military. I've I never been in the military, so I'm not going to sit here and say I know what it is. I don't. Like I said... I my dad is a hard ass because he was in the military and, uh, you know, come from a military family. And that is probably the way they're supposed to do it. But that's not the way Marvel wanted to sell it to us. Mm -mm, no, right. not doing a good job selling it. Exactly. So the thing is, if you want to sell military and if you want to sell <coughs> um, 
a friendship in the military, then you go to Bucky and Steve, you know, you, you the, the Bucky and Steve friendship. That's military. And that 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 came off like a more military subtle friendship than uh that these two did because even when Bucky see Cap and he knew he was brainwashed or whatever, there was still some hesitation. Still. And every time he saw Cap and every time he, he would hesitate, you know, despite how I feel about Bucky, he showed that emotion, even when he was gone rogue, there was a little bit of hesitation. There was just nothing that they wanted me to feel. And I, I get it. You only got a two-hour movie. But even the way you, your flashbacks went, or maybe the movie could have started off. You could have gave me 15 minutes of them seeing karaoke in the bar or them playing Street Fighter 2 on the arcade cabinet or whatever the case may be. Y'all can do that. And it would have gave me a, a, a more fleshed out thing. Because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, why the hell am I leaving my door to go up in space with you? Exactly. Yep. I didn't feel that at all. I didn't I feel like, anything for this. I'm like, I'm not, le- I'm not leaving my kid with her grandparents in Louisiana while I'm going up here. And I'm going to go help this, uh, my friend who came back in six years. Because there was, like, cause she had, like, one hug with her. It just, it just didn't feel... <laughs> You know, it, it, it didn't feel good to me. And I'm just like, eh, it's it's whatever. And if she comes out and then all of a sudden she remembers homegirl's little, you know, Colonel Trouble, whatever she calls her. And, hey, you picked my color for my costume. And, oh, it, it, everything is good. I just didn't feel, all that felt hollow to me. Extremely it hollow. It rushed. It did feel very rushed. Um, yeah. Fun fact, so when she was picking out the costume colors, uh-huh. um, most of those colors were actual colors of Captain Marvel that Captain Marvel has worn throughout the legacy of Captain Marvel. And That's also, um, Maria Rambo, the little girl um, in the comics, was actually Captain Marvel at one point herself. And she was never, like, she, like Captain Marvel, uh, Danvers never knew her as a kid. Danvers knew her as an adult. Was that a uh, spectrum? I think it I sure think it was, is. Yeah. Okay. I kind of okay. figured that. I was like, she reminded me of something, but I thought they were gonna go to Camilla Kyle, right? But that's sort of that's a that's another. Story. I mean, yeah. the the way the MCU is going, she could be Camilla Khan. Yeah. I think uh, Camilla Khan is coming. Camilla Khan is Muslim. I know. Yeah. Miss, I don't think Miss they Marvel's coming. Yeah. Look, sure. they already said they want her. Yeah. You know, I agree, and I hope they get a, hope they get a true Muslim. But I'm just saying, they be like, well, you know, homegirl black. Why not just put a little put put a hair wrap on? I'm like, you know, ignorance happens. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have to tell you, they gotta get the they gotta get the actress from Quantico. Uh, you know, but uh, I, she fucked. Nah, they're gonna use um that girl who was like John Cena's daughter in that um. And that Cockblockers movie. Yes, you know what? <laughs> I, I did see that girl. I think, I think yeah, she, she kind of fits the mold for that one as well. All right, but you know what? Let's get into uh, some of these post-credit scenes. So there's two. Mm-hmm. One that, you know, goes on why we all came to see the movie in the first place. And yes. The, <laughs> yes. And the second one, which I knew was going to be a more, more so for comedy, but I stayed anyway. I'm be. I just stayed anyway. And I saw it coming from a mile away. I'm not gonna hold y'all. I really, I really didn't. I saw that coming from a yeah. mile away too. I was yeah, like, I was like, I saw the ad. I was like, it's, it's gonna happen. I'm saying like, they, I mean, uh, they, Ant Man and Wasp. We already had it. So I was thinking like, ah, 
maybe not on this one. We got we got questions that need to be answered. Nope, they did it. Yeah, they, yeah, they kind of they, they definitely did it. So I, you know, um, so we see the page in the Curie head, and then we see a uh, cap. Uh, Natasha, Rhodey, and Bruce all in there trying to keep the charge of the page send the signal. And next thing you know, they turn around and she says, Where's Fury? And I'm like, Okay, so that's snuck up on your Russian spy. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that's obviously going to be a scene in Endgame. Yep. It, yep. it reminded me of the Ant Man post credit when they uh had Bucky when tie- they just had a scene of Silver War. It was a scene of Civil War. So I was like, okay, so we're going to get that scene. How did y'all like the post-credit scene? And real quick, I, I, I know we kind of reached a little bit, but like, do we... Is she going to impact the movie the way we want to? Or do you think it's going to be more of a too OP thing as the, the Avengers not going to get their shine like they, like they deserve? Um, now, I... I for one, I like the post-credit scene. Um, I just, because that's all I really wanted to know. Like, where is this going to lead the game? Again, I'll say it again. She aged just like Fox's X-Men age. She didn't look a lick different at all for 20 years. Ooh, she so she's probably, she's probably 40, 50 around Nick, this time. Yeah, Nicholas yeah. Holt was like 60 years old. He looked like every bit of 31. Right. Like, like you saw Nick Fury when he was young. You see the age, and they didn't even try with Brie Larson. Or try to recast her. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, now with um, with her impacting, I'm not sure because now again it is 25, 20 something years into the future. She probably got better control of her powers, but I'm not sure if they're going to leave that emotional spectrum open where she can't control it if her emotions are in check. And with Nick Fury gone, she's probably not going to have her emotions in check. So but, I feel like they're going to try to nuke that somehow. But but then but once again, when you say with Nick Fury not there, her emotions not going to be in check. I didn't I didn't feel no connection between her and Nick Fury. Oh, I felt the connection between her and Nick Fury. They had a moment. You know, I felt the chemistry between the actors. I wouldn't say the characters. I was like, it it was your generic '90s buddy cop type thing, but it yeah, wasn't I was no. To say it, was, it was buddy cop, but I didn't want to say buddy cop. I was thinking more like a Ice Cube Kevin Hart ish. Kind of thing, like, 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 yeah, <laughs> like you're here, but you're okay. Here's your page. If you need me, call me. But that's it. If it's, right. if it's if it's an emergency, like, like your leg got be falling off by the end of the world, more scrolls type shit. Other than that, no, I'm good. Don't call me. I, I you know, what I'm saying? I didn't feel like they like, hey, you know, we got something here, type thing. So I'm just saying. But you know what? I, I'll I, I go to you spaces. So, Mark, how'd you feel about the post-credit scene, you know, leading into the end game? I feel like the post-credit scene left me more confused than excited. Um, my main thing is if, if Cad Marvel was going to be around, it looked pretty early. And as we, my personal theory with Endgame is that it's going to jump in time. It's going to be like part of the movie is going to take place a little bit after the snap. And then the other part is going to take place years later. I'm not sure how many years. My my theory is like ten, where they it takes them that long to figure out like the technology. But Captain Marvel appearing as she does kind of like messes up my whole theory. So my only my only thing I can think of is like there's going to have to be another problem for her to solve, or she's going to have to be nerfed for her to be there because she's 
she was just fine Thanos. Exactly, because to, yeah. to, to, to the point, how come she's exempt from the snap? Right. So I think, I think, I think a nihilist is going to come into play. Now you you gotta you gotta refresh my comic book brain. Yeah, I was gonna ask that too. I was gonna ask that too. Ooh, a nihilist. I think are we are we doing that? I think a nihilist is gonna come into play. I think a nihilist is gonna come into our is gonna come into this dimension, this this, this universe because half of it's wiped out. It's gonna be easy pickings for them. And if a nihilist comes into play, if they solve it, it could open the door for the Fantastic Four to come into play. And the Fantastic Four come into play, they'll find a way to make the X Men. That's that's kind of what I think. I know okay. for a fact that Fantastic Four are coming back in phase, was it phase four, phase five or whatever? Yeah. The next phase. So that's the only thing that makes sense to me because she shows up, Black Widow still has the short hair, and the other clips that we've seen, her <coughs> hair has grown out. So it, it just makes sense from what I've like I've been trying to stay away from everything. But you know, if you hang out online enough, you'll see toys alone or yeah. promo art alone that lets right. you know like the gray hair on Tony Stark's it's like, yeah, this is definitely an older Tony Stark. Well, you know? they they were saying for this uh, this was like fresh after Infinity War that um, Avengers. This was before we even got the title. They were saying like the next Avengers could be like jumping between time. So yeah. I just figured, you know, we we're going to see like, you know, the people who were left, all of, most of the Phase One guys, whoever was left from the snap try to figure out, you know, what's going on with Thanos, and then I figure we are going to go to the, uh, I, you know, for comic, for the comic's sake, we probably go see the Soul World, because that's where they are, I mean, so, I don't I will, know. I would think that's where they are. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, comic-wise, we know where they are, but for the, app, for the uh, casual watcher, they don't know, they think they're dead, so. Right. Honestly, I kind of want them to be dead. To be real with you, I I kind of think Marvel's version of this, they're dead, because Marvel <laughs> changes things in a weird way. Like the way that Marvel changed the stones and how they're used, yeah, made them a lot yeah. more cinematic. Because in the comics, he doesn't have to use one stone at a time; he right. can use them all all at, the at once. Time. Yep. And the savior was Adam Warlock, and now that the Guardians isn't happening, I don't know what's going on with Adam Warlock. Yeah, because oh. that's what be the third one. So I'm like, well, I don't know what's happening with that. So I don't. We know Jax is dead. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Like right now, I'm just Marvel got me. Yo, just just put out like yo, put me in a coma, wake me up when this end game time. Yep, I, I'm kind of agree with you. Uh, uh, Q flow. You know your thoughts on that post credit scene? Um, I mean, it was it was like art. I mean. It, it was okay. It was okay. It was just like, all right, boom, she's here. All right, cool. It wasn't what I was looking for, but I mean. No, okay, so question: What were you looking for? To be honest, to be honest with you, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Like I, I had the like I promise you, I had the idea in my head going to the theater, but now it's just like now that I've seen the end credit, it's, I, it's like I just I just erased it. It's like whatever. I got what I got, so. But I was expecting, you know. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, I just because 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 again, like I get it. She's OP. She's a suit. She's she's a super saiyan. She's a super saiyan of Marvel. I still don't see the threat. Like I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah. I got. I got. A, I got. A, I got a question for everyone. Sure. Mm-hmm. What 
what would it take for you to be on the Captain Marvel train? Um, like to be what? honest with you, we're like I'm, for me personally, my, my best way. Oh no, no, it, it's, it's like it's, it's like it's like ten years too late for me to get on that train because like if I wasn't interested in you in the comics, I'm damn sure not gonna be interested. Period, and I'm not like so. Uh, to me, this shouldn't have came out before Endgame. Okay, uh, that, well, that's really what to, messed it up for me. Well, well I'll say the, the, the try to answer your question because you know it's easy to say you know the end game like when the movie came out. I'm not blaming the movie. I think it's just sort of the character. I think number one, f- at least for me, what will get me on the Captain Marvel train is one. I need to know a weakness. Every mm-hmm. everything has a weakness. I don't know what her weakness is. You can say emotion, but with all that power, emotion is going to, it's kind of like the Hulk. It's, it's, it's going to get like even more unstoppable, you know, the, the more hurt or angry or sad that she gets. I need to see a weakness. And then I, I need to see a reason to want to save the universe. Like, I, I'm not getting that from Captain Marvel. I'm not talking about Brie Larson. I'm not, I'm not getting that from Carol Danvers, I'm not getting to the point where, why would she need to come, you know, help them? And then if Fury is gone, and uh, and, and and half the universe is gone as well, what is her my, motive? Huh? My thing, uh, uh, my theory for that. I mean, well, my little answer for that. Maybe her friend is gone. But they, but again, they they fit like, like that's probably go, that'll probably be the motivation. Like she, like they, she finds out half the world has disappeared, and like you know when we get to Endgame, she's probably gonna find out what happened. The snap, everybody's you know half the plant plan is eradicated. She's gonna go over to, to uh, Louisiana, and Rambo's not there. But even if her, she's not there. For me to get on the side, like they never, I don't know her weakness. I don't know why. She didn't die when the energy, you know, came to her. And why is yeah. she exempt from the snap? I don't understand any of that. So, well, my, I mean, to my, be fair, we don't know why anyone's exempt from the snap. No, 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 no. It's half. It's at random. It's half. So I'm like, okay, so maybe right, she... it is at random, but we don't know, like, why this person didn't go and this person did. No, no, no. Okay, well, I mean, I get that. But I mean, I get it for conversation. But he pay, look. He he's dusting away. He page cat tomorrow as if she didn't dust. He knows that she's probably out there, so she's the only one that can help. So he knows something that the audience doesn't know on why she will still be out there. It's kind of like if I if 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 if, if I'm dusting and and I call Sway, I'm like I I'm obviously calling you because I know that you're still alive. Opposed to saying, well, he could have dusted too. So, it's hard for me to get on the train because she was very badly written. If I get on Endgame and I see her on Endgame and I'm like, okay, they establish a weakness. They establish a fault to the point where it's a team-oriented thing. And then, you know, that helps her 20 years later build some some kind of emotion or something, then maybe I can get kind of behind her a little bit. It's all depending okay. on how the Russo brothers portray her. Because okay. this director didn't do a good job at that. 
I could already tell Russo Brothers are going to do a better job because she had so much more emotion and more of a presence in that end cut and that and that end credit than she did. I feel like in most of the movie. Exactly. So it, mm-hmm. it it has to be something to the point where it has to be a trial and error type thing. It has to be a thing where she go because the attitude that she has now is she can go and defeat Thanos. Not saying she knows who Thanos is. Not saying that she knows how powerful he is. But the attitude that, she, that I'm getting from this movie that I just seen, she can go kick his ass. She don't need no help. So he got to kick her ass, and then she got to get a, a reality check to the point where it's like, okay, I got a team here. I need this team. Don't come in here and just be like, hey, we got all this longevity, and then you got the other guy that's in the office who just got hired two weeks ago. Next week, you see he's getting promoted to a general manager spot. Like, why? Who are you? So that, that, that kind of stuff w- w- would bother me, and she's so ridiculously OP. I can see them doing that and saying, "Here you go. This is your Avengers team now." I can't get. I can't get behind that. I have to get behind. She has to be humbled. There you go. She has to be humble, and she has to be humble in a big way in Endgame because Captain Marvel did not get me on her side at all. Can I can can I ask one can I ask one more question? Sure. On ask, everybody. Yeah. Yep. How do we feel about that final third act? I, I, um, uh, I didn't really care. I, <laughs> it's like she learned everything too quickly to me. Like I, 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 th- I understand she had her training, but she was like, like she was kind of playing with her powers. Like, oh, I can use this. Okay, cool. But then, yeah, she, she, went, yeah, took out she all, just the whole army. It was I've like, been fighting with one hand this whole time. Right. Uh, I th- really. I I felt it, it. Um, it was underwhelming a lot of times for the third act because Jude lost and got his ass kicked. But that that arrogance that Kufo said she had was just blasting him. Even though I have no problem with the Indiana Jones villains talk too much. I'm just going to shoot you type of thing. I I love the whole Indiana Jones thing, but. It, it fell flat to me because one, I'm watching this movie. I'm like, when is the third act starting? I'm confused to figure out when the third act is starting. And then when, when it finally, when it was finally here, I was like, okay. I mean, the uh, scrolls helping out, uh, uh, you know, uh, the humans on the spaceship. I thought, you know, the Samuel Jackson and the Rambo thing was cool. That's fine. Uh, the, the whole Brie Larson CGI fighting and blowing up everything. But that final fight in, the, in these superhero movies, I don't care if it's Marvel, DC, or something made up, that final fight between the protagonist and the antagonist needs to happen. And they didn't, and then it was her versus Jew Law. And I'm like, okay, it, it needs to be a fight because they never did a callback to that, to that fight that they had in training in the beginning of the movie. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, here coming there, I would have been more humble. Like, okay, you want to fight me, fight me. Ca- Remember in Captain America, Winter soldier, when, uh, the leaper was, was sitting there talking about some fight like a man, he put the shield up on his back and said, all right, let's, let's do yeah. it. The, the uh-huh. mask is down. I'm going to fight you. So, 
all that training, he had her in all the holes and everything and control your emotions and stuff like that. I wanted her to humble his ass in that, but she didn't do that. And then of course, and she just went right on to being, you know, cocky. Is it, is it, is it, does it make it more funny? Yeah. So then she sends him back. To send a message to the rest of the Creed army saying that you know don't don't fuck with us, but he, the man coming back as a regular dude. Now, if you put him in there with his ass whooped and he all right, swelled right. up, and you you send him back and That's like exactly, and then he they look in the ship and they like, wait a minute, what 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 happened to you? Yo, Captain Marvel is there? Don't come to CC three, whatever the Earth is called, and fuck with me, kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, I'm with that third act. And Ronan was pointless. So once again, so yeah, that that whole third act, I really felt as though it was more underwhelming, especially when it came to the final fight between the protagonist and the antagonist. Especially with Ronan saying we'll be back for the weapon, like that, yeah, that line was hard. tough. I was that, like, was a, that was a harsh line, and I was like, um, what? I gotta, I gotta disagree with all of you though. Okay, explain. I'm listening. Okay. So the third act for me was 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 everything, and and mainly because I just took see as, as someone who's like I, I study marketing and stuff like that because you know spaces and what have you. Um, one of the things <laughs> that you know when you're when, you, when you're creating something is like, well, who is this product for? You know, and immediately upon getting into this movie, I realized early on that Captain Marvel is not for. Um, it's not for the fanboys. It's not for the hardcore comic book readers. I feel like Captain Marvel is is, a, is mainly for girls, and not only just like any girls, but especially girls who are not super familiar with like the comic book material, but who want like a strong protagonist. And if you really think about it, like there is no antagonist in Captain Marvel. Like, realistically, she is, like, her regaining her memories is the villain. And when she gets her memories, she's just like, well, these people that I was with, they're not really, like, they were kind of using me. But in in their defense, it's war. Like, in war, you use who you use to, to get your objective. It's not like they're bad guys and these other guys are good guys. If you know anything about the scrolls, they're equally bad guys. So realistically, it's two bad guys controlling one person. And when it gets to that final scene where she's, it just shows how powerful she is, I was like, oh, man, this is great. Um, I like the thing with Ronan in there because it kind of showed his progression from when he was like a normal Kree to becoming like a super crazy zealous um, Kree. And I think it's kind of interesting, like if you ever follow politics at all, you can kind of see how sometimes like – not to get political, but like America has worked with people and trained them, and then those people have turned into America's greatest adversaries. And it like I just like that evolution to see how Ronan was like at one time he was considered a good guy before he just became like a super crazy like nut job. And I think that I think that thing was interesting. And then her her fighting um Yog Yog or whatever Jude Law. It was like she didn't have to prove anything to him. Like, dude, you've been lying to me, and I'm way more powerful than you. That's just like, yeah, that's that's just like your two year old nephew trying to shoot the fair one with you. You would just be like, dog, I'm not really going to stoop to you. Like, no, like I'm way above you. No, sit down 
and go back. Tell these people I'll be there when I get there. So I, I, I really dug her whole motivation. And, and I will say her blasting homeboy into that rock, he was pretty banged up to the point where she drug him across the dirt and put him in a ship and sent him away. So it's basically like she beat his behind and put him in an Uber and sent him home. I agree with 90% of what you said. However... I agree everything with Ronan. Ronan was my big thing. The thing is, like you said the marketing, when you said that, who is this marketed towards, right? It's marketed to, gir- to girls. And the way... See, once again... If you're going to market to certain things, you got to have a balance of who you're marketing to. Okay, and then if you, it's not even just about the marketing about that that has my problem with it. It's about the structure of the movie. If you go to, like for for me, a guy that loves film, you got a three act structure, and you got your first act, your second act, and your third act. So if you're going to do a thing in your first act that is obviously going to be a callback for act three, you have to capitalize on that. If you're not going to capitalize on that, don't put it in act one. So her, him getting the best of her in the first act was obviously setting up for something for them to have another kind of encounter in act three. Now, uh, granted, you know, like I said, blasting them into the rock because she ain't got nothing to prove to him. That's fine, but if you're going to t- if you're going to label this whole Captain Marvel movie to girls in a Nike commercial, then the next thing I'm thinking of is you trying to be like J Lo from Enough. You trying I gotta to say she blasted him in the first encounter too. She did, but and that was all about controlling the emotions, right? That's what the that's what the callback was for. So that's why. So if that's happening in my first act, I'm sitting there thinking to myself. All right, she got nothing to prove. But even if she straight cocked the fist back and like laid, just socked him and she's like shut the fuck up and laid him down and with one hit, I wouldn't even mind that at all. But I was like, it's this, it's the same thing that they were doing. Now, market to girls if they if they want this to be the Serena Williams, you know, Nike Subo commercial, then fine, that's fine. They're like, so I will figure they will want to say, hey, look. Don't let these bullies or don't let them stuff like that, you know, get you down. Or they keep saying that you can't do it. And all the names they were calling her, you get back up, you rise up, you go kick that ass. I just feel that in that third act, that was kind of underwhelming. Because when I watch these, when I watch movies, period, I look for that kind of stuff in the first act. So when they don't call back to it, in the second or the third act, it's kind of like this. Also, it's kind of like this. Me and Q Flow are wrestling fans, right? Now I know you. I I I know, uh, Mark. I don't know you probably haven't watched wrestling in years, and uh-huh. Swag, you watch wrestling every now and then, right? Casually, yeah. Casually. So, I, when me and Q was watching this Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa match, that street fight they had, you remember that Q Flow? You said the street fight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they were they they were setting up tables. They were pulling back mats. They brought out handcuffs. Exposed the wood. They exposed the wood, but they never went nowhere near that. So they're obviously setting up for something coming up in that match. And I and I was saying to myself, 
Y'all doing a lot of things. Y'all got to make sure if y'all going to illustrate that we're going to use this, you got to call back to each one of them things you pulled out. Now, they did. In that match, they used the handcuffs. They used that table they set up about 15 minutes later. They used the concrete, and that wood that they pulled up underneath the ring was the finish of the matchup that they pulled out in the beginning of the match. So there's, those are the callbacks that need to happen if you're going to illustrate a callback in your movie. So, or, or in anything you're doing that is a form of entertainment. So with them doing that, I felt as though that the, it wasn't satisfactory enough for me to say it wasn't funny. Yes, were you right that she has nothing to prove to this guy? Absolutely. Like I said, I will not argue the whole Indiana Jones thing where he, he kills the guy, you know, in a sword fight. He bought the gun. Like, fuck this. I'm not going to do that. But they never illustrated a callback in the Indiana Jones movie for that fight. So, since he did it in Captain Marvel, it kind of let me down a little bit. Uh-huh. That's what I'm kind of saying with that. But everything else, I agree with you on when it comes to who is trying to market for and who thinks of that nature, but I still felt as though, even if it was marketed for girls, you know, they did a terrible job of doing that. I, In my personal opinion, they could have did a better job of marketing for, you know, girls and empowering women, you know, to see themselves on, you know, on the front. I mean, the way Black Panther empowered people, especially us African-American people, that was some powerful shit. Mm-hmm. We was going I to the say, market just saying Wakanda forever. I would say, like, that is totally a testament to Ryan Coogler. Like, I don't think people really understand how much of a master filmmaker that young gentleman is. He is. He's a right. master filmmaker. As I was saying, they, they didn't get the right kind of filmmaker to, he did not. to handle imagine, this movie. Imagine if John Singleton made Black Panther. Oh, shit. Or imagine <laughs> if, like, Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Imagine if um, well, Tyler Perry made Black Panther. Oh my God, Tyler I, Perry presents honestly, Black no Panther. Honestly, no shade, but imagine the Black Panther that Ava Duvernay would have made. It would not have had the same impact. It would have been a much, a much different Black Panther. I, I, first of all, I would agree to the point, for, 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 first of all, Spike Lee would have just went off the... I mean, I'm not going to discredit, because out of all the names you mentioned, Spike Lee's the best one. And I'm like, he, my main guy is Oscar. I'm like, I'm not going to discredit Spike Lee. The only thing about Spike Lee is... He, he would have brought some deep shit in there to the point I'm like, all right, bro, I, I get it, type thing. He does beat you over the head a lot of times with some of his messages. But I get what you're saying of, you know, Ryan Coogler was the perfect fit for that movie. But do you know, just as like you know, when I heard your podcast a couple years ago about Black Panther, and he, he was like, what was that sales pitch? That he had to get that, you know, the 200 million white money for. Like, what was the sales pitch from Ryan Coogler? That man's from Oakland. But Kevin Foggy, when he went and tried to get Ava DuVernay, she says, look, I'm busy working with something right now. And then he studies these people. And he says, she says, look, she recommended Ryan Coogler. So it ain't like Kevin Foggy is just like, oh, okay, well, you say do this. I'm going to go out here and do that. Kevin Foggy is, you know, is a man with, with a job that knows what he's doing. So he's going to sit there. He's going to scout different directors. And he's like, Ryan Cooper's the best one for this project. He should have scouted and said, "We who's going to be the best one to lead my female uh, thing for Captain Marvel? I don't think he did a good job with that. 
don't think he did either. And I was looking at the numbers, and Captain Marvel cost one hundred and fifty million dollars. Uh-huh. And the directors, the director duo that did that, they're known for making really small movies. And I kind of feel like Marvel was betting small on something large. And I think they it found was- people who can make a movie under a budget who was like a, a, a male and female duo, and they said, you know what, you will do. I don't think they had the same amount of energy. I don't, I don't even think they really believed in Black Panther like that, 100%. Well, I'm, I'm going to be 100% no, real no, no, with you. No, 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 because honestly, because if you look at Ryan Coogler, it ain't like Ryan Coogler, said, he, he got a, a whole silver screen, you know, plat, you know, plate underneath his belt. He don't. He, I mean, he look at his indie films, you look at Fruitville Station, they're like, oh, that was good. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you look at Creed, oh, that was good, and that's it. And you're mm-hmm. sitting looking like, okay, so what else could this man do? So, obviously, look, look, let's put it like it was. Black Panther was the guinea pig. It, it was. was. They, yep. they, they, they dig Black Panther, they tried it out, and they was like, oh, shit. This thing worked. And it kept to the point where it's just like, this worked to so much to the point where I'm like, well, the next film I'm trying to do is a female lead, first time female lead ever, and we're gonna have a feminist movie. Date, it's it's just like Kevin Foggy, everything he knew, everything that made him so smart throughout this whole MCU, he just forgot when he going went into Captain Marvel and hey, said, "Yeah, man, he, he was he was on his Dean Ambrose phoning it in." Yeah, I definitely feel like he left some on the table. It, 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 to the point, and he he goes and says, "You know what? If Ryan Coogler, we got this guy who did small films because when you do, when you have message movies, right? When you have a movie that is trying to send a message, whether it's about race, whether it's about gender, whether it's about religion, whether it's about any of that kind of stuff, small movies carry that message. You're not going to get a big time director because they're going to Hollywood that message. You don't want that." You want the direct message. So Ryan Coogler is not going to Hollywood a message when it's dealing with Black Panther. So he probably figured, let me go get some more indie directors, but everybody don't got that Ryan Coogler talent, you know? It, it's all it's all about, you know, it's all about the talent. So what they did, he went and probably figured, say, since you did some indie things before, and, you know, because me personally, I'm like, you could have went and got Catherine Bigelow. And you could have tried her out. Yo, it, not for nothing, she would have murdered this movie. In a good way or bad way? Oh, a great way. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You could have got a Captain Bigelow to the point where it's like, hey, I, if you try to send a message, because if for those who don't know who Captain Bigelow, she did Detroit and the Hurt Locker and all that. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. okay. Oh, I, was just, you know, I was just about to ask. Was like, yeah, so. I, I, she's I, the only I, female director to have an Oscar. Exactly. So, it, so, so uh, I'm sorry, Spray. I do know that you know you you know your, your directors like that, but I'm saying, uh, but Russo brothers and other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop, please, uh, <laughs> stop. Uh, so if I'm like, if they want to go and get a Catherine Bigelow to say, hey, you want to do Captain Marvel? Where well, we going to push this this feminine agenda, this feminist agenda, but also I need you to stick within the realms of this kind of superhero movie. I think she could have did it. Because Patty Jenkins don't work for them no more. She's over there doing Wonder Woman. So I'm like, well, it would be better to... If you're going to do a movie like that, it's like this. I would think you would get a female director for it. But I also uh-huh. think that Kevin Foggy was just like, you know what? If it don't work, we got Endgame that's going to help sell it anyway. That's lazy. 
Hey, 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 Mr. A&E, would you say uh, Captain Marvel is the fast lane leading to WrestleMania, which is in-game? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen fast lane yet, but I'm just saying uh, <laughs> it, it might be. Do we need fast lane? <laughs> It, it 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 might be so. I'm just I'm just saying. You know, it 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 looks tone deaf that he didn't do the same precautions that he did for Black Panther. I don't even think he did that for Black Panther. I think they got lucky. I I, I think they believed in Ryan Coogler. I don't. I didn't think that they thought it was going to be a 1.3 billion dollar film. I don't believe decorated I believe an that, Oscar nomination. Yeah, I don't. I believe that in my whole entire heart. I just thought like, yo, we'll give this kid. First of all, he went over budget. I yep. think he went over budget by like twenty five or fifty million. But I, I think they gave him roughly around the same budget, maybe a little bit more than Captain Marvel. And I think that when they saw what he was delivering, they were like, "Oh shit, this kid can do it." And then, then that's when they started putting the steam behind it. Um, that's, I mean, that's kind of what I think. I don't know because it didn't work well with this one. And I feel like I feel like they're allowed to have a couple missteps. I look forward to Captain Marvel too. I look forward to Captain Marvel and these other movies and see what they're going to do. I like the character. I am not a super big fan of this movie, though. But I do want to see more of it. I, I will agree. He, You have to put the right steps in place. In other words, if he goes out and gets a new director for a new direction for Captain Marvel, and he sees how... Because you never know. She may be the MVP in Endgame. We don't know. Yep. She may be the you know the, the one that be fucking everything up in Endgame. We don't know. She may be the Peter Quill of the Endgame. We don't know. <laughs> you know, d- 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 depending on how which way it goes. But you know, we do have to wait for the end it goes, and then, you know that. But I can agree with Captain Marvel two and see her in other movies. I want to see how she's you know directed with other directors and see what direction they can take the movie in. But the first one, yeah, I, I think. This was one of Marvel's first trips in years. To this is the one of the things where I'm sorry. I think when it came to this kind of movie, DC did it better. I like Wonder Woman better than this movie. Ugh, ugh. I like I Wonder, Wonder I like better. Wonder Woman better, way better than this movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, that third act of Wonder Woman was atrocious. My man didn't even shave his mustache off. He looked like he, he looked like the dad from like from like where the wild things are. Like with his little like helmet on and his his red eyes. Come on, man! He's supposed to be like the God of War. You mad about like that? About to be a lo- yo. You I mad about that? But Ronan, nonsense in the third act of Wonder Woman made me completely disregard that movie. I, I got butchered for saying the third. I didn't like the third act in that movie. <laughs> the third act of that movie is you could tell Zack Snyder came in and was like, "Let me drive." <laughs> Is it is it like a Zack Snyder type thing? But once again, I'm dealing with gods and demigods here. What kind of fight is I, am I expecting opposed to what I got in Captain Marvel? I mean, granted, okay, I I get my little spaceship team up with Samuel Jackson and the cat and so that I get a little funny moments and shit like that. But I mean, my God, she's still blowing shit up. It still had its its regular issues. But when it comes to pushing the feminist agenda, and when it came to a better woman superhero overall, Wonder Woman takes that cake for me. You're crazy. Wonder Woman needs to put some pants on and either like just 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 better so her life a little you, bit. You mean to tell me? Uh, Wonder Woman was way better than Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. <laughs> as a, absolutely as a movie, not. As a movie, absolutely not. You mean yeah, to say? Absolutely. So what? 
it's better. No, no, no. You no, mean no, to no. sit here and tell me that... The, the, I knew this was going to happen. The guy... <laughs> you mean to tell me that the guy who played Ronan and Cuse and put up all that makeup on to be a hologram? Yeah, fuck that. I'm sorry. For three seconds on film. <laughs> I I'm mean, sorry. Ronan the Accuser wasn't the villain. It doesn't matter. He was. I, I don't. There's a lot of was barely movie. a cameo. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then you talked about his character art. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> his character art. He, he was a character. <laughs> yeah. He was so, describing how so his character. Basically, the way that they chose Ron running the accuser, he was kind of a decorated military dude. Like running the running the accuser. Like in this version of Captain Marvel, he came to like he he came to clean things up. And people were still like rocking with him. The Kree was still rocking with him. And Guardians of the Galaxy, he is very much like ISIS in a way. Like he is like this this zealot. He's like this crazy mad person that like if you're associated with him, that's not good for you. And you know what? Let's if add casual, that. You know what? Let's just watch us see that. Let's add that to the list. That. Let's just <laughs> add that to the list of the many things that Captain Marvel did not tell a story on. They ain't sell that to me. Nope. <laughs> the casual viewer will not understand that at all. At all. At I'm just saying, I'm just saying, look. One woman, open, shut case. I'm sorry. You know, third act, you gonna kill that movie for me. Opposed to them not selling nothing for me in Captain Marvel. But you know what? I will say this. One of the best things about Captain Marvel, hands down, better than any other Marvel movie, was two things. One, that Stanley opening. Oh, yes. With, with all the Marvel, yes. Ca- yes. With all the Marvel cameos that, that he's done, and him reading the paper on the bus, with him reading about the movie that he was in. What was that name of that movie that he was in? That wasn't a Marvel movie that, that, that you were telling me about, Swag. Mallrats. Uh, Mallrats. Uh, yeah. Six. No, 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 no. Uh, it's uh, not Marvel it, at all. It's it was Mallrats. Mallrats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Directed that's right. by Kevin Smith. Yeah, so then, and, 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 and then she looks down, and he's like kind of like being himself in a way. So like, okay, so that was great. I enjoyed all mm-hmm. that. I enjoyed all that. And then you know, then you know, I, I at least I can come out and talk about that with a smile. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Yeah. Hey, that that was fun. I really, I really enjoyed that spoiler filled discussion. I hope you guys are still with us uh, during that spoiler filled discussion. Um, Real quick, we're just going to go into one more thing before we end this podcast because we have really been going for a long time now. But you know what? It's all good, though. We were supposed to do uh, the 60-second review. Not really. That's what we call it here. And uh, Mark, since you're new here, that's uh, every week, me and Swag on Zero uh, give, give each other movies to go see that we haven't seen before, whether they're old movies, new movies, Retro movies, whatever the case may be. Yes. So, last week, I gave... Because the last week I had to watch was Crazy Rich Asians, which was actually good. I loved it. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, I gave Swag on Zero, Sorry to Bother You, and mm-hmm. uh, Widows. Uh, seen the first one, not the second one. Yeah. So, he told me uh, he waited for Q-Flow to see Widows. So, I need you to get over there, Q-Flow. Because you slowing down my process. Just saying. Uh, yesterday. <laughs> I'm saying, but uh, uh, and I don't I, think I gave you a movie this week. I, I didn't think I. 
You know you did not give me a movie this week at all. Hey, y'all kept trying to give each other bad movies. You've seen everything. Like, it's no, hard. I have not seen everything. I'm just saying, so just, you know, I'm like, but I, I, I like to, I mean, I'm, you, you, I, obviously you, you revert to a lot of anime. I'm sorry. But, uh, I'm just saying, uh, no, I have not seen. I'm about to start giving you the Naruto movies. I, I'm good. The, the only thing, like I said, I was busy this week was I didn't get a chance to watch the Umbrella Academy. That's fine, because I was going to, instead of saying the whole series, I was going to ask for, like, two episodes. If you watch two episodes, you know, just so you can get a gist of it and tell me how you like it so far. That's what I was going to do next. Gotcha. Hold on. Huh? I didn't finish watch. I um, I I watched some shit. I seen the whole John. I didn't finish it yet, but yeah, that was my next thing. I was just gonna tell you to watch two episodes of the show. Yeah, because the, uh, the only movie you, I know your schedule. The only movie that I seen this week because we wanted to roast it. Me and my sister did, and my mom uh, wanted to see it for some reason so she can get a a, a memory back. Why was Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Oh God. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, and oh. I was just like, God, I, you know, watching that movie. I remember how bad it was when I was a kid. Watching it as an adult was worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So give me your review of Boots Riley's Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You, if you do not know what the movie is about. It is about a uh, young man, uh, Cash, who uh, gets a new job at a corporate office where he has to sell things. He discovers uh, he's not that good at selling however he learns the power to code switch and with code switching he performs an outstanding convincing white voice and using that white voice he propels into his job however his co-workers want to start a union because they want to get paid more because they're doing a lot more work so he's conflicted between um joining his co-workers and moving up in the company now that was the first half of the movie I just talked about which the trailer shows I love the first half of this movie the second half went way off the rails I don't know what in the world happened you don't like horse dick spoiler <laughs> I, I was going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it because it's almost I, it's almost hard to describe it's almost hard to believe you know, so it yeah. Um, but I yeah, the first half of screw it, spoil it. Okay, so once he gets to the office and uh, of the corporate office during that party, nigga shit, nigga shit, just, nigga, nigga, nigga yeah. shit. I'm sorry, it's for the movie. But how many uh, dollars is that so far? It, it, One, two, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it was like okay, that really took me out of the. I was like, where are we going with this? Because I'm thinking, I'm like, look, you can fight the corporate. Like, this is a great way to push the agenda. And then they just started doing this horse people. And I'm like, this is fiction? How did we get from A to B? So, like, it wasn't even a clear path. Just this train, no, this car jumped off the highway when it saw the turnpike. That's the best way I could describe the story of this movie um as a movie the rating i will give it uh which is our d scale which is uh i'll catch it at a barbershop mm. 
that um, the the first half, I give an A. I give it a complete orgasm. I love the first half of this movie, and then it just destroyed itself, and I had to watch it, and it was so hurtful seeing that. Huh. Well, that's kind of, kind of deep right there. It, uh, it's, it's probably how you felt watching Age of Ultron after watching the first Avengers. No, I, I, I didn't like it throughout the whole movie, but... That's, no, that's what I'm saying. You saw Avengers, you're like, man, this is great. The second one got to do better. You see the second one, and then you know your reaction to it. That's how I felt from the first half to the second half of this movie. Okay. Well, you know, Mark from Spaces, you said you have seen this movie before also. What did you think of it? Um, Pretty much, I agree with um, I agree with the, with the read I was just given. Like, the first half, if this is one of those situations where... Um, no one was there to tell the director to chill out. Because, you know, you get these writer-directors, these, like, these these filmmakers who want to control every aspect of the film, like, no one's there to just be like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't have people snort cocaine and turn into giant horse people with just big old dick. Like, maybe you could just not do that, and then the movie would have been fine. I think, I think if he didn't do that, we would be talking about Boots Riley a lot more. Besides, no one cares what Boots Riley's about to direct next. Right. I, I think in the movie... Sti- version of um, um, Eternal Sunshine for the Spotless Mind. Like, it could have been on that level of being, like, a great version of a film. And then it just goes completely off the rails. I, I really think in the movie st- stuck with just code switching. I think it could have been, you know, it could have succeeded more. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, there was a lot of, you know... Uh, Direct messages and subliminal messages to code switching in that movie that I was like, oh, you know, it it could be learned on. But after a while, like the whole science fiction aspect to it, I was like, oh, this ain't needed at all. Right. And it felt like the corporate setting felt relatable because it's like, I'm in the corporate setting. So it's like, this, everything makes sense. This is what, like, this is what we actually go through. And then you just throw it away. I, I, like, it was it was it was disappointing. That's all I can really say. Gotcha. All right. So since you you still haven't seen Widows yet, so I right, will. I'm gonna see Widows. Um, yeah, I'm gonna see Widows this you, week. Okay, so you can talk I'll about. I'll be it. there. I'm gonna make it. Hey, hey, if he don't get there by Thursday at eleven fifty nine, just watch it. Just, just, just watch it. I'm saying that movie is a, is a too good of a movie to pass up on. So and then you know what? If if Qfo does that, his punishment is I'm gonna give him Lucy to watch. I've <laughs> <laughs> seen it already. See it again, yeah, bro. Made bad money, dog. I don't understand how. That movie was not good. That movie that wasn't was good. Bad, it's, it's 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 not the fact. It's not the movie. It's it's the actress. Yeah, everybody loves Scar Joe, but you know what? Mark, I'm glad you brought that up real quick because you sp- that movie made so much money. I gotta do real quick. Before- also, the weekend box office from March first uh, to March the third for that, that that was last week, and obviously by the time y'all hearing this, because we already know what that movie's gonna be this weekend. But this is from last weekend's uh, the beginning of March. So of course, at the number one spot, How to Train Your Dragon, the third one, The Hidden World is still at number one. Done by Universal, brought another $30 million this week. But guess what was number two? They brought in $27 million in opening weekend. 
For opening weekend? Opening weekend. Sorry, we'll open. Uh, <laughs> I'm out the loop. I'm sorry. I have no idea. Does anybody want to Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. That came yeah. out? That came, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I didn't even know that was out. That came out, and that not only did that, that made $27 million on opening weekend. You know why it made so much money? Because, you know, of course, we look at uh, $150 million as not that much money because it's just superhero stuff. But $27 million for opening weekend for a movie, especially a Tyler Perry movie, is a lot. Because everybody thinks this is going to be the death of Medea. Yep. And they want to see that. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yo, I honestly, I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie in the theaters, and I was going to see it just because it's supposed to be over. Didn't you see uh, Acrimony in the theaters? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Where no. this guy creates what Tony Stark been making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, if you want to go see... Uh, Todd Perry's Medea's fan funeral and come back and talk about it later. I, hey, I'll be all ears for that. Hey, man, I can come back every week and tell y'all about some movie I've seen. The AMC Pass is very nice to me. I, bro, yeah, I, I, I kind of need that after movie pass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, 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 Marvel did, in my opinion. I'm over here at Cinemia, so I'm just like, hey, you know, I can... Um, Eddie, Eddie Copacetic over here, though. So, uh, number three, which was number two last week, Alita Battle Angel, bringing in another $7 million. Then we have a number four, which was a number three last week, the Lego Movie 2, Everything is Awesome. The second part, bringing another $6 million. And then my homegirl Paige, even though there's some criticism, at number five, brings in Fight With My Family. But peep this. Number six, which was number 11 the week before, Green Book. Get Wait, what? Here with that movie, man. Green Book. <laughs> what? Green oh, Book. Did have a re-release? Green Book jumped up. No, I mean it's not even out on Blu-ray yet. It'll come out in like four weeks. Oh. Uh, Green Book was number eleven, and it had a hundred and fourteen point nine percent jump from the previous week before, bringing in another four point five million dollars. That's great. For that movie, Damn. that's great. <laughs> Damn. And I'm just like, the only reason people out there seen it because it, it it got an Oscar for Best Picture. Yep. I mean, shit. People black... had to be like, I, they had to see it to be like, this ain't one no Oscar. I got some strong feelings about Green Book, man. I mean, yeah, I I, I still I, I I I'm having strong feelings about that too, and you know, my wife already plant, planted that seed in me, but I still want to see the movie. Just I'm gonna see it, but I'm gonna see it as illegal as possible. <laughs> I mean, even even because it's like this: if Black Klansman won Best Picture, it'd probably be at the same place it is right now. The movie theater, to be honest with you, I don't think nobody gonna go back and see Spike Lee. But you know what? Hey, I, I mean, I will. I thought Black Klansman was great. Uh, number seven is a romantic, bringing another four million dollars. Number eight, Greta, which was a new opening, new uh, made by Focus. Brings in four point four million dollars, and it don't give me the budget. Number nine, Taraji, that was number six. Taraji is still in the top ten with what men want, bringing in another yeah. two point seven million dollars. Yeah. So, so go ahead. I mean, so so far, what men want has made 
$49.7 million, and the budget was $20 million. So they yeah. got they got their money back. Quickly. <clears throat> and that's just that's just here in America. So I, you got to go worldwide, too. And then, of course, right at number 10 is Happy Death Day to You, which is $2.4 million. And their budget was only $9 million, so they made $25 million. So like, come on now. They made their money back. And even though... Yeah. I know, you, I know you're, but still. That's oh, your book. <laughs> What'd you say? Isn't that Blumhouse? It's Bl- yeah, yeah, it's Blumhouse, and of course, you, you get five dollars. <laughs> you two dollar budget. <laughs> and you know what's crazy? Um, they were like, "Hey, is there going to be a um a Happy Death Day three? He was like, "Nah, it underperformed." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I heard, I heard there was. I put that on everything. He said it underperformed. I heard it was going to be a three. From what I know, they wanted to do like complete the trilogy, but uh, maybe may, I don't know. He was on Twitter like it underperformed. <laughs> Yo, I gotta beat this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. I, I guess I, I guess it didn't make that first purge money then, right? I'm guessing. <laughs> I was um, just looking up the numbers for Captain Marvel um, for, for America, and it's suspected to bring in 160 million. Pretty good. Yeah. All right. And that, um, it's a Marvel. Yeah. Three hundred fifty million worldwide. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like you know, because a lot of people thought this was gonna be the one that's gonna beat Black Panther. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. All right. By the way, did Relax. you our Marvel check before we uh, roasted the movie? So you, see, we, you know. Oh. Make sure you cash that Marvel check in before we. My uh, Marvel <laughs> check came in at seven o'clock this morning. So, so, so I'm all good. You know what I'm saying? That Marvel check is already in there. It's already cashed. I already spent a little bit of it. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> so we good. Before but, they hear this review. Uh, <laughs> so, guys, this is what's going to end the Nerdgasm Talk podcast. I appreciate everybody that was here for us. And you know what? We're still getting out of here on time as we usually do it. A 90-minute show. So that's how we do it. Yeah. First off, I want to thank... Yeah. You know, Spacious Philly for being on the show with us this week, man. It was great yo, to have you over there. Yo, yo, yo. Thanks for having me. Put the, I hope to be back um, again. You know, it, it's, it's great. I miss podcasting, man. We're, we're working on some things. Do you mind if I plug? Oh, plug, bro. You pay our bills. You're plug away. Are we clear for the time? Are we clear? I'm on make time. I'm going to be like Steve Harvey at Apollo. <laughs> make sure y'all show your love for Spacious Philly. Go. So, um, the Mark and Dark show in Spaces Philly, we're going on hiatus because we're working on our first scripted series, um, The Life of Kofi. So we have six episodes in our web series coming out in the next three to four months. And then after that, we're going to follow it up immediately with another special project. It's going to be a supernatural murder mystery um, written and directed by me. And it's going to be called the Lost One. So we've been we're 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 making moves. I miss podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you, that's but um, we're still making things happen. I mean, but I'm not mad at you if you if you got here to be Jordan Peele. I'm not mad at you for doing that. Hey man, I'm just trying to get on so I can make Nerdgasm talk like a regular show that people can watch on. Like, I'm gonna bring back UPN. I'm gonna go full in. <laughs> Right. Uh, I'm gonna bring back homeboys right. in space. I'm gonna bring back all that shit. I mean, you, you go UPS, so I, I guess I guess we gonna be going home at three a.m. Right? Come on at three a.m. Y'all gonna just y'all ain't gonna have no like like no wardrobe budget. Just come as you is. Uh, it's gonna be great. You know, it's cool because we get to go before Bobby Jones Gospel, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna bring it back. Forgive or forget. <laughs> oh my God! Forgive, forget with, with Mother Love. Yeah, I'm gonna get her back, dog. I'm gonna get her back. It's gonna be amazing things happening. Yo, she went behind that door. They opened it. I ain't seen it since. That was 25 years ago. I guess they ain't forgive. <laughs> they, they ain't forgive at all. Wow. You know what? Hey, if Space is fully doing all that, y'all, we gotta make sure that we get up on that. And make sure you also, you know, they may not be doing podcasts no more, but we still doing podcasts, and we all up on all their website. We got the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling podcast up there. We got the Nerdcaster Talk podcast. We got the hot new hip-hop uh, podcast, Turntables, Hip-Hop Culture, and Beyond. That's, that's pretty dope. So make sure if y'all hip-hop is out there want to listen to that, make sure I get into that. And, of course, the coming up, Drunk Thoughts and Sober Tongues, man. That podcast is be deep. You know what I'm saying? You want to talk about some shit? You talk about some shit. So make sure you guys check out all that great content as well. That You know, once again, I definitely want to have Mark from Spaces back here again. The president, the CEO. But he, he's the Vince McMahon over there. He is the man over there. But we I are think I'm a little bit more normal than Vince. Vince be wildin'. Vince, Vince <laughs> do be wildin', though. He, he do be wildin', I'm saying. But, you know, when that grab will hit the table, though, bro, I know who to listen to. So... Once again, uh, we will uh, sign this out. Once again, I am your host, Mr. A&D, and uh, my co-host, the anime hero, Swag on Zero. Beyond. I need you to get better stuff. Like, go back to the anime, bro. I missed. I actually missed the anime. I actually missed the anime fight calls. This is why I, I, I need to go back to hosting because I ain't had the, the pressure of finding the words to say. Wait, <laughs> you, you ain't you can't find the pressure of being a co-host, but yet you host. You got you got the pressure of being a look. I need you to uh, alleviate the pressure from your life. Sure. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh my gosh. Uh, the man, the myth, the reality. Q flow, flow the rookie. Take it easy, everybody. And once again, my main man, the president of Spaces Productions, Mark, thank you for coming on with us, bro. Hey, man. Hey, everybody get home safe. That's all I got to say. Exactly. Hey, so We what... are home. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, if you're driving, listen to this. Yep. Assholes as we is. You, get, you know, you must be talking to Brie Larson today. So, uh, Q-Flow, take us out. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be snc $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.